You're listening to the Bottom Line Podcast where those living with or beyond bowel cancer as well as health professionals involved in bowel cancer treatment and care share their inspirational stories and lived experiences with host and bowel cancer survivor, Stephanie. In this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast, I'm joined by NRL player Chad Townsend. Chad's been a supporter of Bowel Cancer Australia for many years after his mother-in-law was diagnosed with bowel cancer. Sadly, she has since passed away from the disease, but Chad is committed to using his profile to continue to raise awareness. Chad, huge thanks for joining me today on the Bottom Line Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. So we'll come to the bowel cancer piece in a moment, but I know our listeners will want to know a little bit about you and your football career for a moment. Now, I'm a Southern States pure AFL girl. (laughs) When did you first know that you wanted to be a professional footballer? And talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, I guess rugby league's always been a massive part of my life. I started playing when I was five years old. You know, the friends I met when I was five years old are still my best mates today. So I've been very lucky to with the people I've met throughout my journey. But it wasn't until I was probably about 14 or 15 where I started to make some rep teams and, and really understand that, hey, I'm actually, you know, okay at this. So I should, um, you know, I want to I play in the NRL. So, you know, I had my favourite plays and my favourite teams growing up. And then, but yeah, it was probably about that age that I kind of was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. And I had one shot to give it my all and have no regrets. And I decided to commit to that. And um, yeah, and making my NRL debut in, in 2011 and next year will be my 14th season so I've been doing it a while and absolutely love it so I'm very very grateful for my journey so far. Professional sport can be quite brutal I don't think people quite understand both mentally and physically and to do it for 14 years at the level that you've been doing it is no mean feat. From a mental perspective, what lessons have you learned from sport? Because sport is more than just going out on the field and throwing a ball or hitting a tennis ball, isn't it? Oh, it is everything. I feel like in my 13 years so far in professional sport, I've been through it all, you know, injuries, form, suspension, winning premierships, losing games, playing poorly, you know, it all. And it does take a a mental toll on you. And, you know, there's a lot of times where you're sort of, you need to show a lot of resilience and also, I guess, rely on your your help, your circle of support and people behind you. And I'm very lucky I've got, you know, a very supportive wife who, who backs me with everything that I do. But at the end of the day, yeah, look, there's a, obviously a lot of pressure in sports, but um, there's a lot of positives as well. But there are a lot of challenges, both physically and mentally. Which is a nice segue, I suppose, to bowel cancer you obviously have been impacted your family has been impacted by bowel cancer and we touched on the fact that your mother-in-law had bowel cancer and we'll come to that in a minute but what parts of your sport and that mental strategies have you then deployed into your life when you've had to deal with something that is a really big factor in your family's life yeah i guess it's like i just said before i definitely think it's it's the support of you know your circle and you know, I often hear this quote that you are the same person as the people you hang around with. So for me, I, I love I love family. I've got a very supportive wife. I've got great friends. I feel like I've got a great balance. And, you know, oftentimes I do rely on people who are close to me, you know, to help me out. And you know, I'm very grateful for that support as well. I've got, you know, four young kids now as well. So who keep wow. you busy at home. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, that it's it's about balance for me in life and, You know, when I hit that balance, you know, I know that truly living the best life that I can. So 
Your mother-in-law was diagnosed early with bowel cancer. Do you want to talk us through those initial stages and then we'll come to the, the latter part of her bowel cancer journey? Yeah, so my wife and I, we started, oh, we've been together since 2013. We first got You together must have been and... babies, Chad. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were, so a while ago. It's gone quick, I tell you that. But, um, <laughs> well, with four kids, it will go quick. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit before that, uh, about a year or two prior to that, my wife's mother got diagnosed with bowel cancer and was a pretty big shock to her family. And, and as I got to know, you know, my wife, uh, better and Gail, you know, and understand the effects that it had on, on her life. And, you know, she fought a long, a long fight. She did fight, you know, very, very hard. And, you know, it was, I guess, be able, to be able to see, you know, what she actually went through with regards to having to go to hospital for treatment and, you know, the dedication and sacrifice that that took to, to continue to fighting. It was um, really inspirational for me to sort of feed off that and every time I saw her you know we had a great relationship she loved speaking to me about footy you know and right up till the moment that she passed she was always just asking me about footy in the hospital and it was unfortunate that we lost her in, in 2020 but like I said she she fought a great fight and it was just unfortunately it was it was time for her to go. So you were in New Zealand when things started to get a little bit more serious and you decided to come home is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So it was in about 2015, we kind of got some news while I was playing over at the Warriors that um, Gail had, you know, kind of taken a, a bit of a worse turn and, you know, things weren't looking great. So we, you know, made the decision that, you know, we would relocate back to Sydney and I would change clubs and, and we'd be able to move back to Sydney just to be, to be with her, to be closer to her, to give her more support. And, um, yeah, you know, I was very lucky that I got a contract back in Sydney, back with the Sharks, and were able to to be around Gail a bit more. And like I said before, you know, it was quite a long fight uh, with, with Gail, and you know, we able were able to get you know five good years with her before she eventually passed away. And yeah, we're so thankful that we actually got to spend more time back back around her. And you know, we had those weekly dinners and and things like that, as you do with families. And at the end of the day, family was, was most important. But, you know, it was a long battle and it, and it, was, a, it was a big fight. And that's what was so inspirational to see her every single day. I suppose for you, like professionally, that would have been probably a large sacrifice for you. So it did impact your family quite broadly. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Because having started my career in, in Australia and then moving to the Warriors uh, to play over there and traveling a lot back and forth between Sydney and Australia. And then, you know, I was really enjoying my time at the Warriors. My wife and I both were, we were loving our time. And, but at the end of the day, you know, we've always been really big on family and family comes first. And, you know, I was ready and willing to make those sacrifices for my wife to move back and be around our family. So, you know, we sort of made a couple of calls and inquiries and some more opportunities came up for myself to, to move back to Sydney and, both personally and professionally, it it worked out really really well. So you know we were very grateful for our time at, at the Warriors in New Zealand and living over there. But um, yeah, like I said, family comes first, and the opportunity to be back here. And you know we weren't sure, you know, when moving back, how long Gail actually had to live. But it was like if we got six months, if we got one year, it was worth it. And we ended up getting five years. So it was um, yeah, it was definitely the right decision for us. 
which I think is a really beautiful thing. You know, you I, I can see talking to you that family means the world to you and you've got four children. <laughs> I've got one and I can only cope with one. But the importance of family clearly shines through here. How did the bowel cancer diagnosis impact your wife? Yeah, a, a lot, to be honest. My wife, is she's one of four as well. She's got three brothers who are all, you know, quite close and, you know, they were all, you know, pretty pretty rattled and pretty devastated, to be honest, when they first initially found out. And then obviously when she first told me, you know, way back when, you know, what her mum was going through was pretty full on. But like I said, the journey that she had, you know, really allowed us to sort of get around each other and help each other as family. Um, and it was kind of up to me to, you know, show my wife that support that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here for you and, if there's anything that you know I can do to, to help you or or your family, like oh, I'm here for you as well. So yeah, we just relied on each other, and you know my wife and her brothers relied on each other as well. So it definitely I think brought us together as well. So you've supported us over a number of years, and December is um, happening at the moment. What advice do you have for young men and people that might be impacted or not impacted but ignore symptoms? Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing is obviously to go and get checked. I think us as men, you know, we kind of, you know, don't prioritize, I guess, going and get checked up for anything, to be honest. So going and get checked up for bowel cancer, you know, for all types of cancers, for health, for blood tests, for, for anything, because it is so important and getting onto things, you know, early, getting through, you know, potential issues, uh, the, the rates are, you know, way higher. So, um, I know my wife is always pushing me to go to the doctors and, and get checked up, and it's something I'm very thankful for. She even books my appointments too. So She's a good wife. Yeah, <laughs> she is too. But I guess, you know, for men specifically, yeah, it is as you, you know, you get older, you do want to make sure that you, you live a healthy life and, and getting onto things early is um, really important. And bowel cancer is treatable if you can get it early. That's one of the key factors with it. But for some reason, there's this real stigma around bowel cancer. And, you know, we still don't want to talk about poo. I think that's the probably, you know, one of the main takeaways for people who might be listening to today is that, you know, overall bowel cancer is the number two cancer in Australia. And I think if you were surveyed and asked, you know, many Australians that they wouldn't know that. So... I guess that's why something that kind of spurs me on to be involved with bowel cancer as an ambassador is to raise the awareness and to help, you know, people get checked because, you know, to be up there as number two, it just shows how dangerous it can be. But as you just said, Steph, it, it is preventable and treatable, sorry, if you get onto it early. That's correct. And I think, you know, having somebody with your profile helps really demystify that because... I think if we can normalise it a little bit more and people understand it, it really goes a long way in helping people understand bowel cancer. Finally, Chad, I like to ask people three things that they want to take away from today's podcast. What would your three be? Yeah, well, my, my definitely my first one would be, if you're listening today, would be to go and get checked for not only bowel cancer, but go and get checked for everything. Go to your doctors and just get a checkup. Get an overall health checkup. But obviously today we're talking about bowel cancer, so definitely go and, and get that checked. My second one would be to exercise. I obviously, being a professional athlete, I exercise a lot. 
it creates positivity. It helps me, you know, uh, with my clarity, my mental well-being, makes me feel good. And obviously, the health benefits are amazing. So exercise is great. And I think the last one is surround yourself with good people. You know, I've, I've spoken fondly about my family and the importance of that. So if you're able to spend your time around, you know, family and friends and people who are uplifting and creating positive energy and, and building you up, it's going to, you know, spur you on to live a great life. So that's the aim of, I guess, the game of life is is to live your best life and that'd be my, my top three for today. Chad, that is awesome advice. Thank you for being an ambassador for Bowel Cancer Australia and we really appreciate everything you do in helping raise awareness of bowel cancer. Thanks, Steph. Appreciate it. I, um, I'm doing my best to put send beard at the moment. I, I, I'm not a massive beard person. I can't actually <laughs> grow, but... Yeah, Decembeat obviously doing great things for bowel cancer as well. So, you know, thanks for having me today and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Bottom Line podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer or for support or simply to donate, please go to bowelcanceraustralia.org.